Well, hi, ICU Talks lovers and listeners. We're so glad you're a part of our amazing podcast, ICU Talks podcast called Hear Voices. And so we got a real special thing going on today. I've got two co-hosts who have been here at different times, but they haven't been in the same room together to do this. But they're in the same room together a lot because they are our co-leaders for our absolutely free Tuesday night support group. So... How about a little introduction? We'll start right here. Hey, everybody. This is LJ. Hello. This is Madison. Hi, Madison. That's Madison C. She is a recent graduate of Gordon-Conwell, which is a very difficult school. Do not go there. Go to USC. (laughs) It's much easier. I'm just telling y'all. Much easier degree to get. So she's here. LJ's here. They are, as I stated, big part of ICU Talks and our ministry. They are very intentional with people, of helping people when it comes to just processing their week, would you say, with your support group and just people being able to feel supported in a non-professional environment? Absolutely. I think, you know, we, we love everyone where they are. Right. And it's really just a chance for us to be in a safe, vulnerable environment, wouldn't you say, Madison? Yeah, it's definitely important for us that people can be real and honest because life is messy and it takes a lot of energy to walk into a group and uh, try to keep up a mask. So we like to create an environment where people can put down their roles and put down their mask and just be honest about what's going on. Yeah, so that's what they do. So that's every Tuesday night at 7, except for obviously the third Tuesday when we do our our thing, what we do, our normal event. And so from that, there's this woman that's here today. She is our actual guest and she's a part of the support group. She's a part of ICU Talks, but it actually doesn't make sense that she is. And yet she is. So, Katie, will you introduce yourself? I'm a rule breaker. <laughs> Do it. My name's Katie Newsom. Um, I am um, a participant at ICU Talks support group, um, but I would not identify myself as a Christian. What? What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> So I want our listeners to hear that, that we truly, truly love everybody. I don't have a right to tell you you need to be where I am. I think we all have a right to share where we are and what's going on. But I can learn from a Buddhist, atheist. Uh, I can learn from anybody. And no one gets to change me. I don't have to live in fear thinking, oh, Kay's a non-believer. What if she touches me? It's just... (laughs) It's just not it's like contagious. that. It's just right. It's just not like that. But we are interested, considering the fact that you. This is especially the third Tuesday event when we have three speakers. It's very, very loose and raw and crazy, but it's very Christ oriented. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear. I think you came to your first one when Madison and I both spoke at Mosaic Metro, and the topic was Jesus and therapy. I think that's the first one you went so to. So that wasn't the like the first, first one. Right. I'd been coming to them like sporadically for a few years. Yeah. So I'd been to a few, but that was the first one, I would say, in this season of my life that I went to. And that was really good. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I just loved the way that y'all approach mental illness and mm. therapy. Good. Yeah. There's so much accountability, and I feel like that's not always the case with with Christians. Is mm. oftentimes, I feel like the the burden of the truth of what you're going through gets put on somebody who's not you. Mm. But y'all accept accountability for that, and that just really spoke to me. Wow, so, that's great. 
Yeah. And I kept coming back. Yeah. But really, you just <laughs> landed on a big part of my heart, which is, honestly, if I didn't have a personal encounter with Jesus now numerous times of just knowing his love, knowing the Father's love, and I... And I base my faith on how I see Christians treating people. I wouldn't be a Christian. Yeah. But I, I've had this real experience with him. I know it's him, but it's really hard knowing people are being told by other Christians that you're depressed because you don't pray enough. Yes. That people are speaking out of fear and shame, which are two of the main things the enemy mm-hmm. uses against us. And Christians are using it against each other. And so, so glad you walked into an environment where we were just like, hey, we're crazy. Yeah. 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 I love it. We're crazy and also love Jesus. And the two can go together. Jesus in therapy all day long, right? Right. We're yeah. all misfits, regardless of whatever religion or, or what. Right. We're sure. human beings. We're misfits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Having humans. So absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 So as for group leaders... What what questions would you have for her? And did you did you know she was a believer or not a believer? I know you don't care, but did you know when she was in the group? Yeah, the the first um, the first night you came, I remember, and you said really openly, like, "Hey, I'm I'm not a believer," and I was like, "Okay, come on in," because for mm-hmm. me, uh, being Christian or not is not a prerequisite for me to love you well and to meet mm-hmm. you where you are in your uh, journey towards healing. And so I was like, "Yeah, come on in." Um, and it was, I remember one moment for me that challenged me as a group leader. At the end, we do prayer requests. And the, everybody's going around the room, and it's, it's coming up to you, Katie. And, dun, dun, dun. and I'm, I'm kind of, I've got this internal tension of, like, is she going to ask for a prayer request? I'm not really sure. And so we came to you, and then LJ so lovingly jumped in and was like, positive thoughts, positive vibes. Any, like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and that's that was awesome. just such a beautiful moment for me to be able to connect with you in a meaningful way that respected and honored where you came from and what yep. you're going through rather than just projecting, oh, this is what we do and this is what I believe. Yes. Yeah, that's good. I have to say that's one of the best things I think about ICU Talks is y'all don't expect everyone to be in the same place. Right. You know, you have so much respect for everyone's journeys and where they are at any point in time. And as a non-believer coming into a Christian space, like my whole life, um, kind of the, the idea I've gotten from Christians is, oh, we'll love you as long as you're working on becoming one of us. Yes. Right. Yes, we'll, yes, yes. Wow. We'll take you in, and we're so excited to help you become one of us. It's been this evangelical type. Yeah. You have to become a follower in order for us to spend time with you. So right. it just was so exciting for me to see people who just really are invested in, you know, being humans and loving. Right. Right. And I know y'all do that from a place of your faith. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Which I respect 100%. Yeah. yeah. But don't, haven't you found that, that what we call non-believers, and really you believe in something, so it's not even a correct term, but we're just going to say. <laughs> I just think it's such a fun term. You believe not to believe. Right? You believe not to believe. Right. You believe in therapy. Like, whatever. So you yeah. believe in something. So. Right. But that um, with the, when I talk to non-believers, they are open and compassionate and loving and I talk to a believer and I say hey like I'm really struggling I, I, I haven't had my meds in a week well that's the Lord punishing you for being on meds right. in the first place I'm like I'm gonna kick you in the teeth and <laughs> I'm gonna go to your church and stare at you 
mm-hmm. and sit beside you being in prayer. Like, what, what, would, what would be the invitation in being talked that way? Like, it, like, I just feel like being a Christian, I'm in an open invitation. Right, but from my perspective, being a new Christian, right? So, you know, Katie, I've been where you were, are now just not even a year or two ago right, where it's non-believer, and having an experience brought me there. But even now, as a new Christian, I'm still kind of walking through that journey with other Christians about, and there's some, like, people like Kim and Madison that embrace you no matter where you are, whether you know Scripture or not, which (laughs) I do not, Um, (laughs) you know, whether you can um, say a prayer. Like, I can't pray very well. I mean, I'm very just... I talk in a different way when I pray. I'm not very angelical about it. But, um, and then there are people that are very by the gospel. You know, this is what you need to say at this time. You need to pray when you first get up. You need to pray when you, you know, go to bed. You need to say this. You need to have your rosaries, all this kind of stuff. And so Mm -hmm. there's an extreme for me, and that's very hard. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine where you are now where you believe in therapy and you believe in self-healing and supporting others. I'm just curious within our group, let me just wrap this back your way. <laughs> How do you embrace that when people around the group are very endeared to God, you know, when they talk that way? How do you relate to that? I think that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, it just because I don't have that same relationship in my life doesn't mean that I can't appreciate where it's coming from. Right. Um I definitely feel like I can connect to the members of the group when they're, when they're expressing that. I just interpret it in a different way. Right. Um, we talk a lot about grace and truth, and for me, it's just been like reinterpreting those words as to what they mean to me. Um, grace, kind of just be nice to yourself. You don't have to have it all together all the time. Right. Yeah, that's a good definition. Right. Truth is just, you know, there is truth, and then there are all the lies that you put on yourself right? and just determining what's what. Um, yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. No, that it certainly does. I think I, when I was where you are now, I think when someone would talk through that, I did this exact same thing. So grace was giving myself grace. It may not have been from the Lord, mm-hmm. but it's, I was my, my dominion. Right. right? Yeah. Right. I was within my myself, you mm-hmm. know, um, and then talking about truth and, and how to live in that and be good to others and good to yourself like that. Right. Again, it's your domain. It's your you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not really communicating very well, but no. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a reality that we put there mm-hmm. um, that may not be the word. God or Jesus, and there isn't a book that we would refer to, but there right. is a sense of self that becomes all-knowing for us that we then kind of mm-hmm. identify with and check in. Right. Would that be a fair statement? I think so. Okay. And for me, honestly, it's not that I don't believe in anything. So, you know, this is an atheism storming the podcast right, right now. Right. I believe in a higher power that kind of connects all of us. Right. I just don't know that I would define it the same way y'all do, so it's a lot easier for me to to kind of make those connections, I think. Yeah, I think that's where I was, too. There, there yeah. was something. Yeah, because I do yeah. believe we're all connected, and things serve greater purposes. Right, because for you, when I met you, Clement, you were a teenager. 
then you you were in the Presbyterian Church. I was because your family was. You were there, and you gave it your oh, your I gave all, it my so, all, so to, so to speak, codependently. Right? <laughs> and that there you have it, right there. That's key, isn't it? Yes. Isn't that key? Yeah. It really is. But even then, it was more for me about the connection and the family that I got out of that environment than it was the relationship with God. Right. So what did you do? I mean, you guys went to church. Did you go to, you know, Sunday school with your class? I mean, what? Like, can you can you share well, some of that story? I mean, yeah. what's that like for you? Yeah. yeah. So I, I was a very big part of my church when I was a teenager. I was... Um, So in the Presbyterian Church, it's run by um, a session, which is a committee of elders. I was the youth elder for two years. Wow. I was in charge of, like, unlocking the church and letting people in and setting up the greeters and making sure everything went according to plan. I was in session meetings where you plan things for the church. I was on the youth council, which planned things for the Presbytery of Charlotte as a whole. So we planned retreats. I was on the youth committee at church where we planned things for the youth group at church. I was in the choir at church. I was in the bells at church. I did pretty much everything Yeah. to the point that um, I was the one that they sent, the one youth delegate they sent mm. from the entire Charlotte Presbytery mm. to go to the General Assembly when it convened, I think, in 2010. Why are you looking yeah. at me? I'm old. How would I remember? I don't know. I don't you know. seem Why to you remember my life better than I do. I don't know. <laughs> I remember a little bit, but not much. Yeah. So, Katie, I'm interested. You you knew that we were a Christian group. I mean, what gave you the courage and the desire to walk into the room, having the background that you have with the church, and then coming to this own journey of where you no longer are believing in, in God and Jesus? I mean, what motivated you to, to walk through those doors mm. and have that kind of courage? <laughs> this crazy one right here. She's pointing to Kim Honeycutt. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes Kim happy because she, she likes attention. Yes, yeah. Um, no, she she recommended it. And I believe her exact words were, no, everyone's crazy there. They won't judge you. I, I think that's accurate. That's true, actually. Right? We are accurate? misfits. Yeah. yeah. We're the land of misfits. I'm pretty toys, sure I'm going right? to get that tattooed on my arm, actually. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't already. It still took great courage, because I don't care if you're a believer or not a believer, where you go to church, to walk into anything new is very courageous, I think. But to walk into a ministry that says, hey, we're a mental health speaking ministry. We're going to be really clear about who we are. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk openly about the fact that we love the Lord. And people can say, I love Jesus in coffee, but I'm saying I love Jesus in Ritalin. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm just going to be clear. And, and you're not allowed to say that, but you can love Jesus in coffee, or you can have a glass of wine at night and be a mom. That's okay, but if you talk about Jesus and something outside of, of that, all of a sudden you're the center of the year. So I'm, like, I'm so glad that you had the courage to walk into a group of people who are that honest about yeah. their, their lives. Super honest. Yeah. And I think it's worth mentioning I had a false start in the group. So I came one session in, I want to say January or February, um, and then didn't come back after that. I was at a place with myself that was just... Um, it was difficult for me to be in connection with other people. I was right. in a really dark place. Right. So it would have been really easy for me to write that off as, oh, this didn't work out because I'm not Christian. These mm, people right. are it's true. That's are a really Christian good point. That's a good right. point. But I didn't, I mean, I didn't look at it that way. It just was, I recognized that it's me. So when I came right. back, actually, I ran into LJ <laughs> unexpectedly. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She was like, I know you. I know you. I don't know from where, but I know you. We're going to set up the scene, though, okay? (laughs) 
So I was there, and um, I, <laughs> I was lounging on the couch. I had I was waiting for my husband, and he was in a in a session with Kim. I guess I could say that. Well, it's out there now. Yeah, it's out there. You can say whatever. So, I can't say anything. My session. You can say whatever. My husband was in session with Kim. <laughs> Not the kind you're thinking of. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, but no, seriously, I was in the waiting room, and I was like, okay, I got, I, I'm here for an hour. So I took off my shoes. I was laid back. I had all the pillows. I was playing games on my phone. And Katie walks in, and like, <gasps> like I got like a little kid. I'm like, oh. I'm sorry, I got my feet on the couch. And and then I, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get out of here. But you I was were like, so no, gracious. no, like it's just cool to see someone make this waiting room their own the same way I do. Like, <laughs> yeah, you did say that. You're like, oh, someone else does this too. Because Kim was making fun of me just a couple weeks before that because I had spread all of my books out on the ground and was like writing on my laptop. She was like, okay, so you moved in. So. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So yeah. yeah. So then we kind of got to talking and figured out where we knew each other from. Yep. And um, so that just kind of was the catalyst for me to, I was at a point then when I knew I needed more connection and I just needed to go back because yeah. y'all are just quality people. Let me let me recap this. I want to make sure I heard this, that Madison and I both heard this correctly as you were talking. So you went with your husband to a therapy session. Right. You didn't have a session. No. You just hung out in the waiting room waiting for him. Right. Katie walks in, y'all go engage in a conversation, have a candid, fun conversation, right? And right. from that, you realize, I'm going back to the group because LJ is a co-leader of the group. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, I think I remember hmm. the conversation because I remember identifying being a non-Christian because when I first started going to ICU talks, I was, you know, I, I wasn't into all that. And it was really hard for me, very uncomfortable. I would come and go. wouldn't talk to anybody because mm -hmm. I didn't think I wanted to get in that conversation with it. Right. Because I didn't know how to relate. Right. 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 So when you're in a smaller group, you know, even though Madison is so awesome and she's got it all rocking, okay? <laughs> right. It's still hard. Right. Yeah. It's still hard. And so when you were sitting there and I've recognized you and then I realized why I recognized you, realized you had not come back and I have this BS meter and my BS meter didn't go off with you. I'm like, you're a genuine individual. Hmm. Oh. And I missed you. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I, I ached. My heart ached. I missed you. And so something in me said, I know what it's like to not believe and be in a room of believers. And it's really hard. Hmm. And I don't know anything after that. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is a blur. But, you know. Wow. I mean, even as fantastic as Madison is, it's still very hard. Yeah. Know? So Because yeah, you it's your experience. No one else can do anything besides love on you. You still have the final decision if you're going to step into that love or not. Mm -hmm. Right? And you, and you have. Yeah. 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 And now you're stepping elsewhere. Do you want to tell our yeah. listeners where you're going? It's starting to feel a little unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I'm going to miss y'all so much. Yeah. What do you mean miss us right now? You yeah, but think about what's up. But think about this. She's gone from it was too much to walk in and feel that much love. Yeah. To there was a some arrangement between y'all in a waiting room. She comes back and now she's like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave this. But you you've been called elsewhere. Yeah. 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 So I'm actually, I just moved to Chapel Hill. I'm getting ready to start my master's in social work. Go Hills. Oh, that's great. Go yeah. Hills. I know that hurts you to say. 
<laughs> no, I'm cool with the Hills, but go Gamecocks as well. And I hate, and I hate Clemson. Let's be UVA clear. UVA is in there too. Go Wahoo. Woohoo. <laughs> I'm shaking my head over here. <laughs> she's, a, she's a Davidson Wildcat. Go Wildcats. Go Cats. Yeah, go. go Cats. Yeah, yeah, but I'm excited. Yeah, so. which is huge for you, right? It's just such a big deal. And you've been prepping emotionally and spiritually to get there. And I'm just ecstatic that ICU Talks, our third event, you know, third monthly, third Tuesday of the month event was on your radar. The support group then became part of it. All that is prepping you to go mm-hmm. get the education you need to go out and emotionally feed others and be a part of people's, yes. be a part of people's solution. Because this time last year, that would not have been the case. Yeah, it's a lot of work, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Everything I think that happened over this this past um, year, this season of my life, it just all lined up the way it did for a reason, I really mm. believe. Um, I always kind of knew I wanted to get a master's in social work, but I tried really hard to convince myself not to. Right. Um, but being in connection with all of y'all really helped turn me back around to the path that I know I'm supposed to be on. Mm, that's good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And so that's just it, everybody. Like, I hope you hear that, that, that it does take a lot of internal work. I don't, whether you believe in, in, in God or not, it's still a lot of internal work that happens. And getting rid of that, you need support. You need good, solid people around you to start just purging all that stuff. And that, you know, for, for Katie, she found that. It is in an unexpected place. Very unexpected. Right? And if we had treated her the way I've been treated, so many people have been treated in the church because they didn't measure up. And that's never biblical. I want you all to know that. It's never true biblically. But when people treat you as if you have to measure up, as if you have good enough to be in their church, it's really hard to believe that there's an amazing God of love. Mm-hmm. Really hard to believe that. And so I'm so glad that no one associated with us and it came close to treating you that way. That would, that would be tragic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think what's cool, too, which I noticed, um, and I think we kind of alluded that earlier in the conversation, is that no one's trying to turn you either. Yeah. Katie. Yes. Right? You know, when you get which in those so groups and you are the neutral <laughs> mass, it's going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Not well, can't see, but she's shaking her head vigorously. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that... Because that's the put off for me, even if I was going to get close to Christianity. When someone tried to push so hard, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do it. And I don't think, from what I observe, no one has done that. You know, no. they've accepted right. you where you are, and nobody said, hey, let's go over here and have a conversation and let's talk about your life with Jesus or anything right. like that. And I think that that yeah. says a lot about the group, too. It really does. And the people that make up that group. Right. You know, and it yeah. touches on Madison's story because you, you went from somebody who is the type that would say, just read your Bible more. Yeah, absolutely. And Katie, as you're talking, um, I'm just amazed at your courage and your your willingness to be uncomfortable in order to fight for connection that was meaningful. Amen. Yes. And yeah, a large part of my own story is coming from a place of growing up in the church and still not feeling like enough within the church. And I have, you know, the resume and I just graduated from seminary. You know, I've got this long list of good Christian things and just feeling the lack of connection and the lack of vulnerability within the church has motivated me in my own work uh, as I'm becoming a psychotherapist and also just in leading this group that I want to create a place where people can be real and honest because that's what I have missed in my experience with Christianity and being in the church for 
basically my whole life. And so it's really such an honor and I think shows me how God has weaved my story mm. to have a group now that ICU Talks and Kim have entrusted LJ and I with where somebody who's not a Christian can walk in and still feel loved and still feel cared for and still feel safe enough to be vulnerable, right. even though we have different values and belief systems. And I love that. I think that is the greatest picture of who the church is called to be. And that comes out of my own experience of really being in the church and wrestling with, gosh, I'm struggling with depression and mental illness and struggling with relationships and, and disconnecting from myself. But on the, on the outside, I'm the Christian who has it all together. And so I love that we can provide a mm-hmm. space for people who don't have it together, Christian or not, to come and be real. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. And so I just want to throw out this example because, you know, Madison's on a way to being a psychotherapist. Uh, Katie's on her way as well to being a psychotherapist is a big part of her, of Emphasis her compassion. Emphasis on psycho. Yes, 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 <laughs> very much. And we're okay with that. It's about being real and being authentic, right? Like I wouldn't be where I am as a psychotherapist if I had listened to people when I was in graduate school, right? Like it is about being authentic, be yourself, you know, figure this out and let it be about the patient at the same time. But just in the sense of being a psychotherapist, I can tell you this happened more than once where uh, uh, this guy I'm sure I'm thinking of, he's very agnostic on the borderline of atheist, but agnostic. And if he misses a session, it's 70 bucks. People sign that. They get a copy of that. It's an boundary. If he misses, he's like, hey, I got you. Just invoice me. I've had Christians, people go to my church who missed a session, and they get in my face and confront me at church and say, where's your grace and mercy? What kind of Christian are you to charge me for missing a session? And I will tell you that is an, it's, it's an incredible turnoff, right? So that's a misuse of the scripture and of grace, Right? And I've never had a non-believer get in my face about stuff like that. But Christians will misuse it. And, and we, we have a higher responsibility. You know, and I'm glad I've gone through stuff like that. And that's so minor compared to other things that we've all been through at this table. Because we're open. Like, hey, let's just let's do it the right way and just be open and vulnerable. And, and love on anybody who walks in the door. Especially Katie. Katie's easy to love on. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Super easy. Oh, it's so funny. I love your wit. It's going to take you far. <laughs> it's going to take you a long distance. So, so really, want all you listening to know, if you go to icutalks.org, there is a resource list there. If you need a therapist, inpatient, outpatient, you want to learn more about the group that's led here by Madison and LJ, it's on there. And we did not verify people on there being Christians because we don't care. Yeah, they don't check your cards, guys. No, there's no, there's no card at the door. If, you, if we heard you're a good therapist, we put you on the list. We heard you're a place to treat people well as an outpatient facility, we put you on the list. It's, it's not based on that, right? Like, let's just love each other and see what happens. And so from that, from Madison LJ loving on, on Katie, she's been able to be a part of our heart and always will be. So thanks for being part of our ministry. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You really are life-changing. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, we're going to miss you. Yes, yes. I didn't realize you were going, so now I'm finding out. (laughs) I didn't know you didn't know. I didn't know. Wow. Oh, my God. We're talking about this LJ finds out on the podcast. (laughs) Tune in for the drama. That's right. Next week, we'll talk about LJ's grief. (laughs) Because she's missing Katie. Hey, well, thank you, listeners, for being a part of what we do. Please know that we are Christians. We love the Lord, and we're all in therapy. We are. We're not loved less because of that. People around us actually love us more. Think about that. We'll catch you next time.